This call is now being recorded. Hey, Manny, can you hear me now? Yeah, working good. Sounds like it. So how are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Good, not bad. I'm not. We just break up. Hello? Oh, we're going to continue our homeschooling efforts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing that. I wish we could have joined you on the Starfield last week. It just wasn't in the cards with the different job stuff that's been going. And yeah, uh, I, no, it would it would have been uh, it would have been uh, very difficult on the kids because it was 26 degrees up on the field and everything iced up. But uh, for me, it was uh, it worked out later on. But uh, the first few days was all smoke from the West Coast, and that you know. That him me in, but I stayed. I went down to the uh, down to the lodge that was about 13 miles away where my wife Susan was. So then, uh, once it cleared up, I set up. I actually was up there for three days: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We started on on Monday morning. So you extended it further because the original plan you were going to stay what through Saturday. You just added it, bolted another day on because the conditions improved so much. Well, no, I actually, uh, I, I told Susan to go ahead and get the lodge for eight days. I, whether it was going to improve or not, I was up there for vacation. Uh, and we went, we went several different places. Uh, we went to the Austin Dam, which is the, was a place just south of Cowdersport. I think on Route 872, about 12, 13 miles. The interesting thing about that, that dam site is it was built almost 20 years after the Johnstown flood that was a national tragedy. And here, 20 years later, they, they really didn't learn anything. They didn't have codes. And, they, you know, they, the, the operator of the Bayless paper mill kind of shortchanged, didn't really go with what the uh, designer wanted to do. He said that was going to cost too much money. And so uh, they was kind of shortchanged. And uh, two years later, it collapsed, and uh, 70, I think it said 78 people died or something like that that they know of. But, no way. Yeah, I, no I, way. I, 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 yeah, I posted, like, um, I posted a bunch of pictures. I was able to walk through the memorial. I, I was able to walk through the cracks of the dam to the other side. And as you can see, where the foundation shifted about 40, 40 inches or Maybe four, maybe four feet where, where the water pushed it apart. It was a concrete dam that they built. And the foundation was only set like four feet below the, uh, below the, in the, in the ground, you know, when, when it should have been about 12 feet, you know. No way. So was yeah. this pre-Army Corps of Engineers or is this just early Corps of Engineers that just didn't know what the hell they were doing yet? No, no. This was done by a paper mill with no, with no modern day uh, codes, you know. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it was 20 years after the Johnstown flood, which is one of the nation's worst uh, uh, disasters up to prior to that, you know. Anyways, we went around and visited. Uh, uh, there's other places to go. Kinzu Dam, or not Kinzu Dam, but Kinzu Bridge part of the old railroad, used to be a, a railroad bridge that was about 300 feet above sea level, or, that, or not sea level, but above the uh, riverbed, 
It was the highest railroad bridge in the world at one time. That's the one I wanted to see that we couldn't squeeze in last. And we started to go to do that, and the distance with the kids the way they were that day, I, I, I turned us around. Yeah. Had a little cafe. We, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a – you almost have to dedicate – the Starfield with your children separately with those type of chi- trips if you're going to stay up all night long, you know. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that last week, I wanted to do it, pardon the air noise in the background of the flight. we got a 737 going in the air. There we go. There's something, something about jet landing. Airplanes still fascinate me like a little kid. They just, uh, we take them for granted, but they're just, it's just awesome that we figured out how to strap two jet engines on a big giant hunk of metal tube and throw it in the air, no problem. <laughs> yeah, it was, technology and, uh, you know, progress hasn't taken long. I mean, you think uh, from the Wright brothers, you know, like, you know after only a, a couple of decades, you know, they were flying all over the place. And then, uh, you know, then they had jets in the, in the 60s, in the, you know, so... It's crazy that we went to the moon less than 60, 70 years after we learned to fly. I mean, that's crazy. It really is. It's something that's, uh, yeah, it's a perspective that needs to be retained and, and, and honored, really. As everybody's looking to burn everything down and go crazy all the time, they need really don't understand the progress that humans have made, the potential, and, and, and how fast they can move when they kind of have that sense of awe and excitement and possibility. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. part of what keeps my keeps me optimistic when everything's said and done. Um, is yeah, that, that, that's a, that, I think that's an incredibly useful perspective. And, and this week, I stumbled on um, this PBS documentaries channel. And went ahead and ponied up a couple bucks a month to subscribe so I could feast on them because there was one on Fukushima that Jacob liked that that led me down okay. the hole of that. Okay. And then there was another one that I that, I, that you would like if you haven't seen them already. There it was uh, the Planets series. Okay. And, All right. And I, start, I started with Saturn and it was awesome. It was so well put together and to what to what your to your comment just a minute ago about the airplane progress. The fact that these probes went out, you know, decades ago. The first ones. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, we're talking uh, like the Cassini and the Huygens uh, probe. You know, that all that stuff is, is, that doesn't very get, doesn't get much press, but it's absolutely spectacular the, the, uh, uh, what, what, what we've done, uh, that doesn't seem to get, uh, enough attention, you know, and enough oh, accolades, you know. It, it it definitely does not. That's why I appreciate you doing these science talks because that, that's part of, uh, you know, the promotion of and, – and just reminding people and try to really gong them upside the head with what we're saying, which is, guys, we did all that, and we did it decades ago as a species. Yeah. And only about three people know about it, so to speak. <laughs> Are you here? <laughs> I know. I, I know what you said. It's like uh, they yawn and they want to talk about the Kardashians or something. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. the, the popular, you know, thing when 
when, when, you know, and it's a matter of progress. I mean, all this stuff is sitting on the shoulders of giants and there are more giants to come, you know? Amen. I, yes, yes. And, and I couldn't agree more. One of the other, other things that blew my mind, you probably knew about this. The, the Russians had a series of probes that went to Venus in the seventies. Oh, the Venera, yeah, that, yeah, the Venera, uh, program. That's right. They landed on, uh, they landed on, uh, Venus and, uh, because of the heat and, uh, uh, those probes didn't last very long, but that was an accomplishment. But that was a long time ago, you know? Yeah, that was really, I was, that was 40, getting on 50 years ago. Oh, my, oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's 50 years. Man. Yeah. So you figure like the, the the relatively primitive communication technologies to even send and receive imagery or send and receive commands and controls, yep. uh, any kind of any kind of, all that stuff, and then, and then on board the computing was probably nothing. I mean, it probably an Atari that somebody buys at Target for fifty bucks has more powerful computing. I know that's right. You know, <laughs> and it's just it, it really is mind boggling that we figured it out and then. You know, we throw these we throw these cell phones away when the batteries die because you do, you don't replace the batteries anymore. You just get a new phone. I mean, it's it's just crazy. I mean, uh, the, the the amount of technology we just kind of you know that's in our hands that we don't really reflect on. Say what got us to this point, you know? And it's all those equations. There's all those equations of Maxwell and, and Einstein and all, everything that we have today that people take for granted were come from, you know, hardcore science, theoretical science. You know, people will say, well, what, 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 what do you think, what, what benefit could you possibly uh, get if we spend the money on that? You don't know what the benefit's going to be, you know. It all, it's a fruit, you know. You throw the fruit out there or the, the seeds in the, in the seed, and it, and it propagates something that we don't know what's going to come forth with the, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was I was watching earlier a little, a little, uh, well, it was the guy who did one of these uranium things in one of these PBS documentaries. I think his name is David Mullen, David Muller. Okay. I'll have, okay. have to look it up again. But anyway, it, you know, I guess kind of randomly picked, uh, this uranium one, because I was trying to see if it was any good in, in relation to the, the Fukushima and the, and the kind of the nuclear power stuff theme that we've had with, with the summer with Jacob. And um, so this guy's going on, on this spiel about, he more or less gives a history lesson on where uranium and all of these things and how they were discovered. And it was crazy because yeah. the story was in the Czech Republic there was a silver mine, and the, he went down into the mine on this documentary, but he goes down to the silver mine, and there was a term for the rock that was no, it was like a nuisance rock, and it was uh, okay. on the end of the line for the silver. So they, they didn't like it. They were th literally extracting some of it to the surface and just throwing it in a pile, thinking it was just useless yeah. rock because they were after the silver. And, and, and then over time, I, I forget what the first – the candle was, or somebody figured something out with it, but they started to study the rocks, and then it ultimately ends up into uh, uh, Marie Curie's lab and others yep. that, that start yep. to notice the radioactive properties. They're like, and they start yeah. going further and further down the rabbit hole. And then his point was is that with it, we went from like 
a couple hundred years ago throwing that stuff in a pile to like within one generation, not only noticing, oh shit, this this is doing something. It's not getting this from the sun. It's not reflecting something from the sun. This is actually radiating from itself. Yeah. And then and then next thing you know, we've got nuclear fission and nuclear weaponry and all this other stuff as a result of a nuclear submarine, you name it. Yeah. And uh yeah, and that same guy, he did a math equation this morning on a different because I was like, Who is this guy? What's his background? Because he was fascinating oh, after I got I saw you know, I saw one of the one a funny thing. My brother posted the a math equation yesterday, uh, Euler's uh, number or something like that, and uh, then you posted the, another equation this morning, and I'm thinking, man, this must be math week, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it, for me, it, it was, you know, I taught math for a couple of years, okay? And, you know, I knew how much I did and didn't know as a result of that experience, and I, I started to go down the path of getting a master's degree in math, you know, just pure math. I just wanted to know more about it. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and I know it's a nice root and a nice common denominator to a lot of science and stuff like that. But then, you know, things change or whatever, and you, you pursue other things to make a living and do whatever you got to do. Uh, yeah. In our case, the kid, Jacob, Jacob was born, and I couldn't really stick, dick, dick around with being a graduate student for three years. I couldn't do it. Right. Because I couldn't afford it. Yeah. So, um, but I, I got enough of a taste of it. And then I see something like that today, and I realize, like, wait a minute now. This guy, in 20 minutes, really fleshed out. He's focused on one, showed you how it worked, you know, in terms of like the way you do it on a piece of paper in a class, which is actually it's cool and all, it's elegant, but that's not where the power was. When he broke out that supercomputer model and he tied it to those chaos theory, uh, you know, fractal patterns, I forget what it's called. Yeah, fractal. Mandelbot, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he tied that all together, I'm like, holy shit. So it went on my list of rewatchables because that needs to be fully digested. That guy, if you can understand one equation and the various angles and applications on that level of detail, that's worth more to me than than putting ten math classes on your resume, because because you really <laughs> see the power of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and you may find that a lot of the stuff that you got on in the ten classes is just gibberish. There may only actually be, you know. 10 or 20 that you should really, really understand and focus on and be able to visualize and see and see the applications, I think you'd get more more bang for the buck. Yeah. You know, that way. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, I love some of those. I would love to see the ones you, your brother put up, man. Send it over because uh, I'm on the hunt for those, too. I'm going to collect those, and, and, and that's going to be my math class with my kids. I'm not going to worry about doing every bullet point in some textbook that's published by Pearson out of the fucking UK. You know, I'm going to worry more yeah. about like, <laughs> talking physics, you know, and, and, and yeah. fusion. And then, Jacob, maybe you should know about these equations, and this is what they do and what they look like. So you go, oh, you know, that's what I'm shooting yeah. for. I, I remember once when, right before I met my, my wife, I was I was uh, single after my wedding, or after, um, after my divorce, I should say, and uh, I had the uh, I thought it was a joke. You know how sometimes you'll see a, a somebody will have a shirt and like like in the mall it'll say you are here, you know, and it'll point an arrow, an arrow. Well, one of it was well, some people were were, were making it a, a you are here and they point to the Milky Way. There was a Milky Way be on your shirt and they point an arrow where you are, where it says you are here in the Milky right. Way. And I was I I kind of took it one one level further, and I know nobody understood the joke, but what I had was what they call the Schwarzschild radius. And at that point, I'm thinking that the entire universe 
is inside a black hole. In, in the sense, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in that analogy that you can't escape a black hole once you're inside it. So I'm thinking you can't you can't escape the universe. You're inside it, but you can't escape it. So therefore, in an, an analogy, the universe is a black hole. And I put the Schwarzschild radius and say you are here inside of inside that equation. <laughs> wow, man, that's interesting. You know, so I, I I was like, okay, no, we're talking geek, you know. <laughs> Geek is good, especially when it makes sense. I, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, sh I should send you that uh, Schwarzschild radius equation, but but I had a T-shirt made specifically for me for that. I, I was just gonna say I got bodies that are in the T-shirt business here. And so I'd be funny to have a couple, couple, a couple of those printed up just for fun and play with them for a minute. I mean, yeah. I, I wore my y'all, I wore my y'all motherfuckers need science shirt from Neil deGrasse Tyson last night when I was playing guitar. <laughs> so yeah. somewhere along, somewhere in, in the in the, in reality, uh, we we are sitting in some type of equation with when you know uh, Einstein and all those guys were trying to figure out the theory of everything. It's just finally come out as expressed in some type of equation, you know, that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I know, I love that, that you can have a reality, but you can also extract out of that reality a mathematical equation and look at it that way, kind of analytically, and like, yeah. you know, pure fundamental type thing and, and reveal other things. And then, yeah, I, I, the other thing that caught my eye today was what he did with that supercomputer, so he had this equation, and then he's doing like a linear, like like I said, like you would, like you would work it out, plugging various X's and N's in. And, and getting the results like you would a spreadsheet almost, like a formula spreadsheet populated, let you kind of drag and drop it down and watch it change values. But then when you plug it into the supercomputer, it laid down, on one hand, you see that familiar chaos theory, Mandelbot, I think is what it's called, right? Yeah, that one right. And, and that's cool and all. I was like, oh, I think I'm following where he's going. But then when he spun it on that, he called it the Z-axis, but he, when he spun it and he was – looking at various points from different angles, that blew my mind a little bit, because I was like, whoa, whoa. So the computer saying, this is also valid. You just can't see it, because you're not looking from that prism. You know, you're not looking that way. That's pretty awesome, I think. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I've, said it, I, I've said it a lot. I'll keep saying, with the science talks like this, with all the economic exploration that I'm trying to do, and trying to sell high level uh, I think it is uh, you got to have a certain baseline perspective and, uh, and respect for things and then and then you can get into the details and and uh, I just think you're just cheating yourself if you don't try to remember those things it's almost meditative to kind of step back from things and be like what's going on yeah here? Big right what is this you know? uh, yeah it's it's, it's a tricky thing you're getting a lot of noise. Am I? Oh, that's yeah. I mean, I'm near the airport, so I don't know how good my cell signal is. Let me see here. Is it still noisy? Uh, the wind? No, I, I think that was just wind noise or something. But uh, yeah, you sound good. It's just there's a lot of lot of uh, noise in the background. Yeah, interesting. I wonder if it's picking up me walking on that stone too. I'm walking on gravel, kind of pacing while we're talking. <laughs> 
So yeah, one of the things you had mentioned last time, and if you if you feel like talking about it now, great. If you if you don't, I understand we can retool. But you had mentioned some things you had learned and were sharing with uh, the railroad and Mr. Decker about diabetes and stuff like that, blood sugar, I guess, and, and diet. Oh and yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this is a this is a this is a personal uh, journey I've had where I kind of got woke up, and it's like really it's something that you know needs to be. M- more more media coverage on this is is diabetes is a is a, a, is a, in itself is worse than covid-19 with with the panic you losing you losing maybe what 200,000 people this year with uh, covid-19 but literally there are millions of people who are dying all the time with uh with the complications from diabetes and heart disease, and they're and they're all linked. They're linked together. In I mean, not all heart attack is because of diabetes, but you know, there there is a underlying thing that causes like the dominoes to fall with people with this illness. What what they call technically is insulin resistance. And uh, my mom had it. My sisters have it, and. Uh, you know, and I kind of woke up one day and discovered that I have uh, propensity to, to uh, you know, follow that same line, you know. Yeah, and, uh, my family history, too. It hasn't affected me so far as the doctors say, but it has affected yeah. my father. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But I don't know shit about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting every little nugget that, you, that you've learned here on this because – I, 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 I'm hoping you've uncovered some of the diet stuff because, you know, like, I just kind of eat. I don't overeat, but I just kind of eat. I eat these same things, and there's certain things I just kind of naturally avoid because I feel like shit. Like, I really don't crave sweets and candy and stuff. I'll eat it if the kids get into it every once in a while, and it tastes good for a minute. But like like Joe Rogan said it best a couple a couple years ago, he says he goes, a lot of these things are just not worth the the thirty seconds of mouth pleasure he called it because the the, yes. the down yes. consequences are just not worth it. That's kind of how I feel about sweets. It's not a guilt thing at all. I I literally feel like I have some type of reaction to it. Um, I, I yeah I don't I'm not I mean uh, like if I was if I was to pick up a beer the bitter the beer the 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 better it's not the sweets but it's the ca- carbohydrates and the way it's delivered into the system that yeah. that is really it's like the body's constantly at war, you know, it, that with trying to keep your sugar levels at a certain level. Your body's always pumping, you know. And you walk into that grocery store, it is it is like a war zone. You walk in and you it's all enemies everywhere. I mean, everything you picked up, every box you pick up, you have to be diligent and you and not fall short because they're all packaged, you know, with carbohydrates and sugars and low-fat substituted with sugars, it, it is, it's, I, you know, I don't want to get out any fake news, but it is just walking into a time bomb, and you may not, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but you get a kid from the time that they're raised on fruit juices, you get them drinking things that are supposed to be good for you, but they're laced with sugar and carbohydrates, and the body's always fighting back, trying to keep the sugar levels at a norm. And that's what the pancreas does. 
It tries to regulate the sugar. Now, my mom had pancreatic attacks all the time, and and uh, I I didn't know until like what's is, that? Is there is there a way to understand what that feels like or what she what she'd go through? Was it painful or fatigue? It's 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 tiring, and uh, you your body starts to ache. You know, like your joints would feel. You know, like all of a sudden you you feel like after a few days you're sugar high. Your your body starts to get inflammation in all the joints and everywhere. Okay. Every, you 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 feel pain. It's like you don't know why. Uh, I found out because I thought one day I had high blood pressure. I had a particularly bad day at work, and I had to go for a physical, and they took my blood. Now I didn't know. I just thought I was I was having a bad day, and I was reacting to uh, you know maybe I was under stress. And I'm sure stress has a lot to do with it down the road. But when I went in there, I was expecting, okay, maybe my high, my blood pressure might be high. Well, they called me several days later and said, we need to retest your blood sugar. Your sugar is running high. I'm thinking, uh-oh. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I thought it was, you know, my blood pressure. So I went in there and they said, oh, you, you, yeah, your sugar is high. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Maybe I can fix this, you know. They said, "No, you're gonna you you're, you're diabetic for forever now. You it, you're always going to have this problem." I'm thinking, "Interesting." Man, I'm I'm looking to me. What I knew about diabetes with my grandmother or my wife's grandmother is that it's like it's like glass shrapnel at the cellular level. It's destroying you at the cellular level. You know, the body's not, your, your, your body's not able to recover. So if you get a cut and you're a diabetic, it could lead to infection and you can't recover. You know? Oh man. Yeah, so it's, uh, the, the body, it, it treats it as, as though, you know, you're, you're losing all these different battles in, inside you. All your internal organs are, are starting to, in a, in a in in a fundamental way of decay, your hearts are prob you have heart problems. You know muscles uh, and nerve system. You get what they call uh, you get this what they call uh, di- uh, diabetic uh, nerve uh, disease, where you you feel numb, but it's also painful. Uh, it, it's uh, diabetic nerve damage. You know that you that you feel. So, so uh, that's the it's the aircraft I can hear in the background. Yeah, he's flying away. Sorry. So it's okay. So numb, numb and pain at the same time. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean honestly, with with my diet and lifestyle and the way it's been for years. I think that I'm on. I would I would classify myself as a borderline issue with that. And yeah. I think that because I don't overeat, I probably get away with it right at the edge. Yeah. But I do notice there are days that 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 yeah that I feel like just something's not right. Either I feel kind of bloaty, like a bloated feeling, uh-huh. that I just know that, that I know is some type of not good reaction. I feel a little bit of tightness in my calves sometimes. Like I just okay. feel like they're just 
tight. But well, that 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 is something that I found out uh, indirectly was I was I went into the doctor after several years. I already knew I was di- diabetic, but diabetics also have a problem with absorbing magnesium, which leads to uh, cramping and, and and muscle soreness. So. So I started taking a supplement with magnesium. But here, here's, the, here's the, the important thing that I want to pass on is huh. with they put me on medicine, and, it, and then they started recommending something like, oh, maybe 45 grams of carbohydrates a day. Well, that didn't, all that does was kept me in checks and balance. I was never going to get better. With 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 the pro with the program that they had me on, so I had to do some more research on my own, and I and I come to the conclusion that I had to keep, get my muscles to work, and that was the only way that the 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 weight on me and the blood sugar was going to get. See the the muscles in the body are like the mechanism or the or the machinery that burns the fuel in your system. So I had uh-huh. to start I had to start walking and I had to start lifting weights and mostly walking, just being active. And yeah. With with my with my diet I decided that I wasn't going to eat any more I was going to restrict my my sugars and carbohydrates. I was going to go more restrictive when, what, than what they were with my medicine that they were. With the medicine they gave you, kind of give you a false sense of of your blood sugar. It's like you take this medicine and you can eat this amount of sugar. Well, but what happened was I was putting on weight by leaps and bounds that way. So, I mean, I, I just kept ballooning and ballooning and ballooning. So I had to find a way to get off my medicines and restrict my, my sugar and let the body work and recover on its own. So I, I started, I started walking in the pool because my knees were bothering me a, a couple hours a day. And then, uh, oh, I, I, really, so you yeah. went for a long period of time. Interesting. Were you doing it? Uh, just curious. That pool in St. Albans, the indoor pool at the old, uh, uh, gym that Tom used to have? Yeah, that right underneath there. That's right. That's the one I was. I walked, cool. I walked. I walked uh, every day because I was having problems with my joints, and they had me doing some physical therapy. So I started, well, okay, I'll do the physical therapy. I'll try and do the walking, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing that. But I started watching my blood sugar. You know, sometimes when you have the problem with diabetes, your blood sugar will go too far low if you're on medicine. So they want you to eat a sandwich or drink orange juice. But that only puts the blood sugar back into your system. You want to try and regulate your blood sugar and get your weight down. I found out once I once I got down to the 240 mark in weight, yeah. my yeah. my whole my whole system started to work on its own without without without. I I, I remember one day I went out to uh, to eat uh, on vacation. I had a pie and two margaritas. And pasta, and I go back to the hotel thinking my my blood sugar is going to be like two thirty, two forty. It was only like one forty. So my my pancreas was working, you know. Oh, interesting. And I, interesting. And I I was off the medicines. 
you know. I, oh, that's right. So, so today you're off the medicine. You just pretty much regular yeah, diet a little I, bit and exercise. Yeah, I have. I haven't been on my medicines for like six years. That's right. That's right. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not on anything either. I'm supposed to be on a maintenance med- med- medication for colitis. But okay. I've always known. My doctor argued with me, but my, I've always known that I can get into a um, you know a stress-induced health condition. And I, and I only know it because I, I only been sick four different times in my life. And all four times were me- mega, mega inflection point stress points. And uh-huh. really this summer, the only reason I'm not going into another one with everything that's changed this year is that I can just see it better. I've gotten better at, like, managing the stress. Um, I don't panic as much because I realize, you know, when you're younger, it's very easy. This is like a thing I tell young people all the time. It's very easy. To have some things not go your way, or you not get, you know, the job you want, yeah. or can't get money straight, and you just think it's just the fucking end of the world. You know, you can get really yeah. like really dark, and that's not good for you. So long story right. short, I, I was, I'm not on anything either because um, when COVID hit, it was kind of becoming a, it was already a pain in the ass to go get the periodic blood test and yeah. prescription, and it was a pretty low. You know, I noticed zero effect with it anyway, other than I noticed my skin because it got a little funkier in the sun because it was like you yeah. watch your son intake with it. But, um, yeah, I just knew that it wasn't doing anything. But my doctors, that's another whole thing I could get into. I won't waste time with it today. But my doctors are so adamant that it's the medicine. Yeah, I know. Can't do that right now, son. But that the medicine is the reason you're not getting sick. And I always knew my heart because of just trial and error. And, you know, <laughs> you know yourself that, no, it was never the medicine that kept me from getting sick. It was not getting overly stressed. And not getting to the yeah. point where I had this cascading, and, and I don't know what cascades and what it is, and what other things were in the mix, but um, yeah. So, to your point about like watching your food, watching your diet, and and um, staying active and staying strong and getting walks and stuff like that, I, I'm yeah. actually a huge believer in that. Um, I, I just I don't know. I, I, I feel I like that, that I'm living, living that life too. Um, I I don't think anything's more like the the fountain and youth than exercise. A little bit of exercise and consistently, you know, it works. It it it, it relieves uh, stress in your brain, and and and, and it helps to uh, uh, facilitate the the ma- the machinery that keeps you well. I mean, exercise is. You know, it's just like in astronauts when they're up in space for a long time, they lose bone mass. So on Earth, you increase your bone mass by staying active, and you know it helps fight the. But anyways, I I I wanted to talk more about diabetes because my my sister who died of leukemia about four years ago, her, her son, her son, uh, you got that noise in the background. Anyways, uh, is that better? Yeah, little, I think it's going to turn that way. The wind is just enough to whistle the the microphone. I'm guessing. I'm sorry about that. I'll try to remember to stay facing this way. Hey, so so my 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 sister's what? It's almost gone. Your, your sister <laughs> who passed. Uh, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, my your, sister. Your sister. My sister. Yeah, my sister passed away, but her son, who's who's in his thirties, he he sent me a picture that he had a a compound fracture of his leg, and he's worried about he's maybe he, that it's not healing, and that he might they might he might lose his foot, 
you know, because oh, it's the, the, yeah, and I said, are you diabetic? Thinking, well, genetically, he said, yes, I'm diabetic. I said, you got to fix that diabetes. Your body's not going to fix itself if you if you have uh, the sugar issue. So I said, he said, well, uh, he said, I just took my, I only, I only had oatmeal this morning. I said, and my, my blood sugar is like 238 or something like that. I said, first of all, that's carbohydrates. The oatmeal is carbohydrates. I said, oatmeal has great stuff in it, and it's good for you, but you can't have all that sugar that's associated with all the, the grains. So, so I put them on basically a protein diet or, or something like a keto diet, and then he was on that for um, about a month where he wasn't taking in the sugar. And he finally got his point where he was managing it, and he got off his medicine, and his foot started healing. But it didn't. It took almost. It almost took him two months uh, to the point where he's happy uh, with his uh, with his progress on his foot. But he was very worried that he was going to lose his foot. You know. Wow. And and I kind of just kind of walked into that, hoping that I could you know help my son's boy. You know. And uh, oh, so now, yeah. You know, so his right now, help more than that because we're going to use this as a springboard to really put this message out here, man. Because uh, yeah, man, yeah, that definitely <laughs> you helped him, and you're gonna you're gonna help this family too. Because I, I'm next question I got for you when you I don't want to interrupt more your train of thought on that, man. But I'm gonna ask if you could do just just say, uh, Jerry, I, for your for your family and for yourself. I would try to do more or less this as a daily diet. Let's, if we don't mind, walk through, and I, I kind of share what I do on a basic uh, basic diet every day because it's kind of repetitive, and what I feed my kids is pretty much a derivative of that. And you could yeah. be like, that's good. That's good. I wouldn't do that. I think that would be uh, useful to kind of talk through that for a sec, maybe. I, I'm mostly I'm I'm eating mostly uh, protein during the day. Now you saw I, I will drink a few beers. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm at the point where I have my body's able to respond and and take care of itself with the beers. But you really, that's something that is a no no if you're in the middle of this. You know, it's like yeah, no alcohol. It's not so okay. You know, it all depends on the. Um, it all depends on how it's delivered. It's funny, but. When I was reading about um, tequila, for example, there's a there's a particular chemical in the way they distill and the way they 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 make alcohol. The alcohol, some of the harder liquors, there's no sugar. There's no sugar wow. in 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 these. But I'm not, I'm not advocating drinking tequila. I'm just saying that if you do the research, you understand that. You know, so you can, you can, but see, for me, the beer is full of carbohydrates. Now, I can drink them because my pancreas is working fine right now, but if I was to just get off, go off the wagon, it would kill me, you know, because it, all the carbohydrates and sugar are in the beer. But I'm right now, I'm, I'm basically recovered and my pancreas is doing what it's supposed to. But I can definitely wreck myself and get back to, you know, ruining myself with that. So I have to be careful because I did go off of it, but then I had to get back on that wagon, you know, with it. But it's all most of what I do is I eat eggs every morning when I wake up, you know, 
And, uh, I don't, I, what's that? I hear you. I'm sorry. This call is now being recorded. You back? Yeah, I'm back. I had to call, I had to call back in. I don't know if we got cut off, but I, I don't think I went on mute, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just all of a sudden stopped and, uh, it sounded like I was still connected, but, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you were, so you were saying that, well, I asked, yeah, I want Is that one of the worst ones in terms of the diabetes equations? Is it would be beer? Uh, well, you, you, yeah, it's a high in carbohydrates, which is, will be converted into sugar. So, but, uh, I mean, like some strong alcohols, uh, like bourbon and stuff like that, they, they don't, they don't, they don't show any sugar or carbohydrates, but it's a different form, but it's also calories, so you gotta be careful with it, you know, so, but uh, so I was drinking uh, like 10, gla- 10 ounces of wine every day because there was a per- particular uh, molecule or compound that was good for, um, I mean, for your body. And I was also eating yeah. certain types. I was also eating certain types of dark chocolate because of other. I mean, I was all, I was going through a, a health thing trying to eat the compounds that were supposed to be good. I mean, ca- caffeine, not caffeine, but coffee has a lot of compounds. It's supposed to be good for the body fighting cancers and antioxidants and stuff like that. So in conjunction with eating protein, I was trying and experimenting with other foods that were supposed to be strong antioxidants and good compounds for a, a long life. So, And there was also other things to do, like uh, what they call intermittent, intermittent fasting, which was uh, really helpful too, which, you know, I would I would eat in an eight-hour period and not eat anything for 16. So there's another subject you can talk about, intermittent fasting or fasting in general, who people do, and that, that helps regulate your your sugar. Yeah, so, I've been leaning towards that, that one myself. Let me ask you this, because I did it today. I didn't eat anything till 1230 today, and the, the way the ball bounced with the kids and stuff, they didn't eat until that late either, although the kids had some Cheerios on the way over here. Um, yeah. Which I know are not ideal because they're loaded with sugar. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but so didn't eat till twelve thirty. But I did have coffee. So if I can, if I can find a way to still have coffee and not uh, violate whatever the yeah. No, some, in, in a lot of intermittent fasting allows black coffee. You know, black. so so if you put cream and sugar, you've defeated. You got to do black, or it doesn't work. Well, that's that depends on who who you're listening to. I, 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 some people only want just water, but some people say fast, uh, black coffee's good or black tea. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, most of them pretty much want you to, to, to eliminate the, the, uh, cream and the sugar out of your coffee if you're going to fast for that. But then during that eight hour period, you're not limited. You know, you're, you could drink coffee with cream and stuff, but. What's trying to do is regulate your 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 sugar for a, a while. Yeah, I, I think it's that's actually not that undoable for a lot of people because I you know habitually, and I'm even doing it with the kids now just because the way the schedule is played out. But you know habitually our society says you get up you eat breakfast, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Well, I'm already in the mindset that you can scrap the breakfast. You really don't need it. You could just eat a later breakfast, eleven thirty or yes. twelve. Yeah. It's quite. It and seems to be. Indif- yes. There's strong, strong points that the longer you can fast, the, the better you can, you know, 
level your sugar off, you know. Yeah, I see those charts too, and I've been intrigued by it. And 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 and, and even on a, just a real basic level, I don't think you need to eat. And I'm not crazy about the carb stuffing that seems almost to be inevitable with breakfast. It seems like the kids want waffles, cereal, yeah, fucking yeah. toast, bagels, all that shit. And I do too. I mean, I, like my body is used to getting a bagel for breakfast. Well, bagels yeah. has got to be a shitty idea for breakfast. This is what I'm thinking. Not a good yes, idea. Not it, a good it is. It is. It is. It is. Yes. So, so I've got some work to do on that because it would not be hard for me to lose breakfast and gain the intermittent fasting. Now, for me, like right now, if, I, if that's the only thing I changed, then basically I would eat from – I'd have to shift my window to, realistically to about 10 or 11 p.m. Because yeah. right now I do like to have my popcorn at night, and I like to have a beer or two when I'm playing guitar. And yeah. if I'm going to allow those treats or that or that indulgence, then I – then you know, I, I would have to. I think I'd have to give up. Well, I, I get, I've given up. I mean, I, my favorite drink in the entire world was always a margarita, but now I just take a shot of tequila because I, I, I bypass all the color, all the sugars, and all the yeah. calories of the margarita. But I'm, I got my shot of tequila, and the, and the tequila has no sugar in it. Yeah, it has and maybe sixty calories, but uh, you know, but that's when I'm on a rampage. Right now, I'm drinking a couple of beers a day, but I'm my health-wise, I'm I'm not in the warning. I've I've drawn my my A1C from 6.8 down to like 5.7, which the doctors are you know they're 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 they're, they're uh, happy with that you know they're 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 you know so they say do what you're doing you know so so, so let me ask you. Because I've never really monitored my blood sugar. Is that something any of us can do? Like go to CVS and get something on a kit that's fairly. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you, yeah, I don't. I don't think your insurance will cover it because you're not being. You're, you don't have a subscription. But yeah, most people I know in Ohio, you can go in and just buy test strips and that kind of stuff. You know, but uh, is it hard to do? Or is it pain, it's really painless. I mean, everybody obviously. I'm just kind of doing it more generically for any listener, but like. Is it painful or is it really nothing? No. Uh, well, I I get I take the it prick you know you pinprick and a, you know, like a drop of blood comes out, but either that or you, as long as you have it uh, have that little needle thing set the right uh, level, it it won't hurt. But if you put it over, if you put too hard on there and you got extra, you know, for extra thin or extra thick skin and you have thin skin, it might hit. It might hurt. Yeah. You just have to like experiment with. Yeah, you gotta hit the right, uh, love. For me, it's like one or, or two or three on the, on the, it's like one to seven on, on the scale. I've accidentally turned it on seven and it's like, man, it's just like driving a nail into your fingernail. You know, it's like, wow. Oh, I'm yeah. sure that feels wonderful, yes. Well, well, uh, is there any other way to do blood sugar monitoring other than a Well, yeah, actually blood? there is. They have something called a patch. I, I, where you put it on there and it monitors your blood sugar for, you know, 24 hours a day and kind of kind of keeps the reading that way. But I don't do that. I do the strips. But. Yeah, you know, I'd be curious just as an experiment. I might have to – how much is that? Do you, you know, like street price, if you just walk into CVS today, you're looking at yeah, 100 bucks. I don't – uh, I don't know, maybe like a dollar a strip or one dollar a day or something like that, which okay. is, to me seems expensive. But I looked at the other day and I saw a vending machine with cigarettes in it. It's like ten dollars for a pack of cigarettes. I said, "You're yeah. kidding me!" Oh yeah. 
Oh, I went round and round with those damn things last year, too. Whoa. Oh, my God. The stupidest thing in the world. I kind of, it was guys in the music thing and, you know, you're hanging out and there's somebody yeah. had them and, like, eh, and it didn't even like it. You know, you're kind of like, you're just around it and you, you know, I had it yeah. and you didn't even like it. But then you did it again a month later and then two months later and then you're at a show and then the next thing you know, you're like doing it all the time and it's like ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, yeah that had to go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was I worked in prison for five years. I don't know if you knew this or not. Between railroad jobs and and I and I, I kind of got caught the bug of smoking cigarettes, and it was probably the hardest thing to kick was I I couldn't oh, get off is. the darn thing, you know. No, it's a pain in the ass. But you know what? Honestly, when you finally re- realize, because you just be honest, you so you're like, this is this is not sustainable. For, for one, it will it, it will most certainly kill me, and uh. You know, it's just, it's a pain in the ass. It's, it's, you don't feel good. All, everything about it's just no good. Um, no. And, you know, so yeah, once you get to like, you're like, all right, come on, man. Enough's enough. And you just, you, you tough it out for a couple of days and then you're done. And that's really it. I, I say two weeks to people. You know, you yeah. have about two weeks and just tough it out. And, and, you know, you can do all the gimmicks and contraptions, but you don't need to. Because it's, because the, the, the thing, oh, okay, I'll, I'll pull over and do it. Um, the one thing that people, I guess, say that I've never vetted the science on it, but they say like the physical chemical addiction part is literally like a three-day thing. You're off, and the rest of it's just psychological battle after that. I bet. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I said but, kicking but, kicking cigarettes is the easiest thing I did. I did. It. I, I I stopped smoking cigarettes about uh, fifty-two thousand times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but before that, it had been it had been oh probably a good. Eight years, something uh-huh. like that, and I, it was a little brief period. Uh, I'm trying to remember where the time frame, but there was like a year or two of it in Florida, the Florida years, and a little bit when I first moved to Vermont. But I didn't most of that had stopped about the time I was at the railroad, so I didn't really do that in those years. Uh-huh. So I had like five year chunks, and then go back for like a year, year and a half. It seemed like it was my pattern. But this, this time I'm old, and I did feel like I don't worry about lung as much as uh, throat. You know, that's the uh-huh. thing for me. I worry about that because I, I feel I feel like I've noticed it there more than anywhere else. So, yeah, not a good idea. And uh, I think that the, the, the alternatives of today when people do the vape is just even is ridiculous. I think that that is a cop-out. <laughs> that's not a good idea. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> just to sit around huffing vape all day is probably a really bad for your health. Yeah, I know. Plus it looks, plus it looks ridiculous. You look ridiculous doing that all day long. <laughs> But, but I digress. But look, diet, diet-wise, can I explore that just for a second? So, in a, in a second, yes. Um, so, in the morning, if I were to do my normal routine, which is, again, modest eating, not a lot of sweets, I do, I'm bad about bread, though. I do like bagels, I do like bread with butter, and I probably I know. The, those they are, like it the, too. Yeah, that's going, if you're on the fire, you know. What, what about, what about, uh, what do you, what do you, Okay, buddy. Uh, let me ask you this. Bread-wise, is there any bread you can have? Like, for example, is rye bread an okay substitute or not? Well, I, I mean, uh, if, you, if you're diabetic, bread's a, a no-no. I mean, any, I, any I, I would say if you're, not, if you're not diabetic, you know, I would, just, uh, I would just regulate the amount that you eat of it. You know, yeah. I, would, I mean – but it, it's like JP4. It's like jet fuel when, with the body. It'll it'll spike your your blood sugar. But if you're if you're not a diabetic, 
you know, and your and your pancreas is working, I would limit the attacks that you put on your body, you know. So yeah, I kind of want to do it anyway because I want to train the kids early on, and I've noticed they're pretty flexible. I mean, they, look, Jacob in the morning, if I say what do you want for breakfast, he would pretty pretty much say pancakes or waffles every single day, which is yeah. carbs with sugar poured on top, right? Right, and, and then he would, love, and then he loves the juice with it if he can get away with it. Like you know, Kristen's better yeah. about it than I am. Right, like, orange juice. Yeah. I don't keep a lot of stuff in the house, but sometimes there's Gatorades and sometimes there's like orange juice or cider. And he'll, he'll you know, shit out of it. <laughs> you it's know? A, that's a that's a lot of sugar, man. That's a lot of carbs. That's a lot of spiking. And that's a, that's asking that's asking for your pancreas to just work overtime. To, 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 okay, well, then we're not going to do that anymore then, because he's sitting right here beside me. And, you know, I never get overly critical with him. And, I, you know, obviously, you know, we have a ton of freedom in our house. But I feel almost like it's a little bit negligent as a parent to uh, be lazy about that and not and not realize that that's not just giving somebody something for breakfast so they eat. That's actually you're not really feeding and nourishing your kid with that. You're, yeah, you're kind of, I, you're kind I, of inviting I, the devil there. Yeah, I would, I would uh, I, you know, I don't uh, – I don't want to be a food Nazi, but but I agree with what you're saying. I mean, that's what that's sort of the way you have to look at it. Is like it's being kind of negligent, you know, and lazy. Yep. But, yep. Yep. So what do you? So what? It's like for him. I think almost we're at the point now where we're borderline just going to get rid of breakfast most days. I mean, some days look pancakes every once in a while fine. Yeah. He doesn't like bacon and sausage in the traditional like breakfast meats. He's not a fan of that. Right. He's almost yeah. he's borderline a natural vegetarian. He doesn't well, he meat kind of grosses him out right now as a kid a little bit. He's not. Well, I try. You know, I I uh, sometimes uh, if you if he doesn't like eggs, sometimes eggs are a benign item. You could you could actually dice them up a certain way to make them not seem like eggs. Like I, I sometimes I. I fry my eggs with with spinach in it. I make a spinach egg or a spinach omelet, or I might put uh, green peppers and onion, green peppers and onions in my eggs. So it's not the same egg all the time, you know. Yeah, I uh, yeah I'm gonna reintroduce this. I've been a little lazy because I wasn't as much of a fan. I grew up eating them, and I've got, I don't know, got a little weird all of old age. I can get them back because I, I like a scrambled egg. It's fine. Um, yeah. So that's a good way yeah. to do it. And in, you know, in general, maybe running that whole meal more or less off the reservation with an eye towards having a lunch. Because when I say lunch, like today, like we did lunch and didn't have a breakfast. Cameron, can you be quiet, buddy, up just for a little bit? Um, and so we ended up having a pretty protein-heavy lunch, and and, uh, and and not a lot of carbs. Um, the only bad thing was that they like the lemonade, so they get the lemonade that has the sugar in it. But yeah. Uh, and a little bit of a but bun you, with his chicken sandwich, but he had a chicken, this, you know, chicken sandwich for lunch. Right, that's good. You know, yeah. I'm just saying, just uh, 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 limit. Uh, think of it as like uh, getting a dose of radiation. You know, radiation is not bad. I mean, your body absorbs the sun as, and converts it into vitamin D. Too much radiation will cause you get burned. So sugar is like radiation. I mean. You, it's good for you, but it's you know too much of it is is the body needs some kind of suntan lotion to protect itself, you know. Yeah. <coughs> so interesting. So if we if we I'm just kind of playing this out with you live, if you don't mind, for just a few more minutes. Like in my case, I think if I get up, if I don't 
overdo any beers at night. I literally keep it around two, three. That's yeah. kind of my room storm. Um, and that could go, too, at some point. I just kind of like it, so I'm not trying to take it off the table right now. I kind of like it when I play guitar, but, you know, I'm not crazy about having a beer can around the house all the time because my kids see that, right? I don't want them to want right. them drinking, especially now right. when they're at the age of 25. So yeah. uh, I don't want them drinking before the age of 25, you know, what kind of thing. Why, why at 25? I just think I kind of bought into the Rogan thing there, too, a little bit, that he's like the brain's not fully developed till 25, and we all yeah. know between age 15 and 25 we're maximum maximum stupidity <laughs> and dangerous. <laughs> yeah, we get we do dumb things with our friends and dumb things in our cars and 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 you pour alcohol into the equation, then you're going to do dumb things there too, and you haven't even given yourself a chance, you know. But, yeah. And so I don't know. So I worry about that part a little bit, but diet diet wise, um, you know, you a couple there. But if I stop and go to bed like I do, and I don't, I usually purposely have popcorn or something at night, which I think is okay. But you tell me if it's not. I'm just curious for your thoughts on popcorn. Well, you know, it's it's the to, it's all a totality. I mean, I, I you could eat pop. You're not diabetic, so not popcorn would be fine. But you you just gotta you you just have to do the overall reducing the stress of the body. I'm, and that's and this is not a doctor saying this. I'm just saying just it's, expose yourself to less to less. So if if you're avoiding if you're avoiding that soda. You know, then later on in the day, maybe you can have, you know, the popcorn. You just have to be diligent with the overall plan of the of the day and the week. You know, so I'll share that with you too. So traditionally, I like a little, a couple sips of a diet coke or a coke zero because it's just a sugar thing with me again. I, I notice like sugar makes my skin feel icky too, on, on top of every other thing. Yeah, you know, but artificial sweeteners is a whole other animal that I'm, I basically avoid them for the most part now too. I don't I don't ingest a lot of those because I think they're right. good for you too. But um, long story short, with soda in the house, occasionally I'll buy a Coke or a Pepsi or something like that and have it in the house. And when Jacob wants one, he loves them, of course. He never gets a whole one. He gets uh-huh. I, I literally dump half of it in the drain, or I'll take a sip of it and let him have it. And I always say the same thing. I was like, buddy, you can have a little bit, but don't drink the whole damn thing. It's a lot of sugar. And, right. and he, he, pretty much, he pretty much respects that, to be honest with you. He, he, he knows, and he, and he knows he can have a little nibble of this, a little bit of that, and not gorge himself and, 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 and stay off my shit list. Because, and, I, and he knows why. I, I openly say we don't want you to get diabetes. And, I, and frankly, I don't want yeah. you to get, you know, have weight problems either because that, that's, he gets away with that as a kid. You get a free pass for that. But when you're about 15, if you're sitting in a yeah. chair through a long winter playing a lot of video games in a place like upstate New York, you can turn into a fat ass quick. You know, and then have to deal with all that wear and tear on your body, you know? Because I, well, I, you know, I feel that when I'm playing with the kids because I weigh about 225 these days, man, and a half for about, yeah. I don't know, you know, 10 years now. And when I'm bending, and I, I mean, I do all that shit, but I feel it. I feel like the pressure. So when you have yeah. weight on you, it is a lot of wear and tear, I think, on the body. Well, you know, and that's the second part is, you know, the the, the weight is one thing. But if you become strong, the weight won't be, it won't weigh you down as much. So um, being, being active and walking, that really helps a lot. I mean, that, that activates, that activates whatever hormones in your body will help you burn off those, those, uh, that sugar. So that's the thing that I, that I'm trying to tell my, 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 uh, my, my, my nephew is, 
you gotta you gotta be you gotta become that's a lot more a, a lot more active. You're saying it's breaking up a little bit. You said a lot more active. Yeah, we got to get more active. You know, he, yeah. he says, "Well, well, I can't, I can't walk." I say, "I understand you can't walk, but you could do a little bit of you could do, do a little bit of weightlifting." You know, absolutely, can do some weightlifting. Absolutely, it doesn't have to be. That's another thing. I, I'm glad you bring up walking, and you brought up you walking in the pool. I found that walking is hands down my favorite form of exercise. It, it, yeah. it, it almost without fail makes me feel better. And you don't yes. have to go crazy. I think Americans seem to pile, I won't say just Americans, but I've noticed in our country, it's like, oh, I don't want to work out because you immediately think you need to be working out for like the NFL combine or something. Like you got to go yeah. crazy with it. You don't. You just, <laughs> no. just be regular and, and yeah. walk and you'll feel, you'll feel the difference. You doesn't have to yeah. be fast walking. Fast walking I like, but, uh, but like people and, and weightlifting, dude. I used to weightlift when, before COVID. I'd go to Planet Fitness here in, in New York, upstate New York, yeah. and I would. I wouldn't even. I got to a point. Where I was like, Why am I even changing clothes? I don't need to change clothes. I'm not going to be sweating. I don't. I'm not going that hard. So I would yeah. go in, do my walk first, and then come into the gym and literally take off my button-down shirt so I had a shirt on, my slacks on, and my work shoes are utilitarian anyway. I always wore like a. They look like a loafer, but they're kind of they're walk, made for walking. And I kind of now wear yeah. the uh, hiking boot things. And long story short, I hit the gym. I just hit the gym and hit the weights. And doing that, I felt strong and tight, and everything felt more flexible. Just you know, you just feel good. And I didn't break a sweat. Had to change clothes and get athletes right. in the shower and yeah, shit. So I mean, I'm right. just sharing that because I fell into that algorithm. So when you got a little time in the morning, you don't have a lot of time. You don't want to dick around with ten minutes in the locker room, screw around, changing your freaking clothes because you're right. because you've conditioned yeah. yourself your whole life that oh, I gotta be in gym shorts or I can't work out. No, 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 that's bullshit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just it's a, sometimes it's a little little things that are helpful. So, so let me ask if I could cut out. I'm just kind of exploring this. If I go all morning, no breakfast, and I basically from 11 p.m. at night till about 12 12:30 every day, don't eat yeah. except for Black yeah. coffee only, like black coffee yeah. or black tea, unsweetened drink. That probably would be pretty damn close to the what would you call it? The intermittent fasting. Yeah, that's right. Intermittent is, fasting. Is, is thirteen hours good enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Thirteen hours is good. Thirteen hours is good. See that? See, I'm sharing that. I wanted to kind of play with that for a second with you because that is very doable. I think people who are scared of not eating breakfast, it, it yeah. actually is not that big of a deal. It, it no, really no. But we eat so much as it, we eat so much as it is. Now, let, let's explore a few other things if you don't mind. A, a common dinner, just a little bit longer, please. Uh, a common dinner algorithm for my family. And I just say that because it's like a thought process of shopping and stuff. But I buy proteins, and I always buy the same ones. I'll buy some marinated chicken breasts. Because they're easy, yeah. some on the grower in the oven. Right. I thin, thin cut pork chops, which is another I think lean. Meat. Yep. And then I yep. buy, That's I buy good. steaks. Yep. And then I buy I buy steaks, and also I buy pre marinated sirloins because we're eating relatively yeah. small portions. Two of these little bad boys for ten, eleven bucks at Wegmans gets the job done. Yeah. Um, so so I'll pair that with either white rice, wild rice, or a potato. And that's and, I, and as I say those three out loud, I know you're going to put the hammers coming out of your pocket on those, isn't it? 
Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, the, the potatoes are, are something that Susan and I avoid because it's it starts. It's like it's just like uh, jet fuel for the, spiking the blood. Now, when it comes when, when it comes to rice, when they come to rice, uh, they say the brown brown rice is uh, is a little bit better for you than the white rice. Interesting. So, so perhaps. Because I've heard people say that white rice is about as bad as eating a bag of Skittles, and then and, and I don't want to believe that's true because unfortunately I can I can partner shift on those items too or cut back, but I don't think I've ever met a potato form that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, potato. Now, 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 Susan and I we eat, uh, we have a, a staple of about four different vegetables that we eat at night. We don't we don't really eat the rice and we don't eat the potatoes, but but I I we eat uh, we eat green beans is one one's in another we eat is is broccoli broccoli we eat okay. and we eat uh, cauliflower and any, anything and anything that's green whether it's uh, spinach or collard greens. Or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mustard greens. But those are all strong, uh, high in vitamins, you know, powerful vitamins, too. Now, now do you make, do, do you have to, I'm just curious on this, too, because most of the vegetables you just mentioned, if, if we're going to say that the frozen ones are fair game and just, just, they're good enough or sufficient, yeah. that's the easy piece. That's like two bucks or a dollar fifty a bag. You throw yeah. in a little water and heat it up and you throw maybe a little tad of butter on there and you're, and you're, you're in the end zone. Is, is yeah, that that's, you guys do it or do you go and yeah, that's it. That nope, no. Well, I mean, those are the, those are the those are the vegetables, and that's all we do. And I mean, okay. you could throw you. Could, I might throw some garlic powder on there, or some black pepper, or some salt. But no, you know. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. So so some minor adjustments here because I, I am thinking about we're going to run breakfast off the off the off of the map. Just for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's just they don't want and they associate breakfast because of Jacob's nine now. Nine years of social breakfast equals toast. Yeah, you know, basically bread and, and syrup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which not, I just don't want him to eat that. And and he would right. he's not ravenous anyway. He's not clawing at the door to get food first thing in the morning. Usually I'm suggesting the food. So that that's another bad habit that I have. It's like you think you're supposed to feed your kids breakfast. But my kids really, when my twins wake up, they want to watch TV and play. They don't want to fool with it, being bothered with it until about 11 yeah. or 12 anyway. And Jake's yeah. the same way. You know, he's not really talking about food until almost lunchtime. Right. So, so yeah, that's, that might be the thing we're going to do at my house. We're going to just bring lunch in a little bit and make it. Yeah, that's the way to go. Send out the potatoes, yeah, and, then, and, and, and get the vegetables back in more and, they already eat raw vegetable plates a lot. Like they like. Uh, oh, that's food. great. That's good. Yeah, that's they, good. They do. Yeah, they like that. They they don't know where that they they gobble it down usually. Carrots, peppers, and uh, cucumbers on a plate with a little uh, blue cheese dressing. They go to town on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we need other things though. I think they're kind of bored with it. Now, where are you at on pizza? Are you are you guys allowed to have pizza? Or you let yourself have it like once or twice a week, or where are you yes. at on pizza? Because pizza, you know, is easy, right? Uh, I I do eat. Uh, we had pizza. Uh, what was it? Uh, Tuesday. We we had I, we had pizza. I we do pizza uh, like once every couple of weeks. You know, so every couple of weeks. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. because of, yeah. that's because of the because of the bread in there. But Susan makes her own keto pizza, so she has her own. She has she has a recipe where she can we can eat that several times a week. You know, so really, is it are you use like a cauliflower uh, cauliflower yeah, based? Uh, that, that's right. Yeah, that's right. See, I need to experiment with that because the kids might love it, and and that would be another way to just cut that extra blood sugar spike out of the equation. And, yeah, uh, that's now, right. Now I'm looking at with these guys. It's not. I'm not going to make it. You know, where we 100% cut sugar out, but I, I think just being more clever and more attentive and being a little more thoughtful in the planning, I can drive out. You know, have a 50% reduction in these insulin spikes. I think is that the way to call it? Is it insulin or that, blood sugar spike? I, I think that's the, that's the that's the approach you need to take because you're oh. not diabetic. It's not you're not. Whole family's not diabetic. What you were trying to do is. Yeah. You know, you know, push the war down the road. You know. Yes, and, yes, and just and just not not train their bodies to be so um, addicted to sugar. Because I do think they get addicted to you know that. that oh, they start to, oh, uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Well, I mean, the twins already. That one bad habit in my house, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to get back now. Is everybody likes dessert. And uh, they do. Like, I don't eat them, but my wife likes them, and the kids love them, and they look forward to dessert after they eat every night, which I didn't do growing up. I didn't do desserts. I never, never really did a big dessert guy. No, but, we didn't either. Yeah. And let me see what you think about this one. So they like. There's a type of popsicle at the freezer section that claims to be uh, 100% real fruit. I forget the name of the brand. They're not cheap either, like four or five bucks a box. But that. What are they called? Outshine. 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 So they love them, and they, and they are good, um, and I'm sure they're loaded with sugar, but I don't know where you at on that. If you eat pretty much good all day, maybe we're doing a little bit of a 13-hour family. We're just not eating till noon every day. Uh, you know, I I would be, uh, you know, you could be liberal about that, you know, but <clears throat> I had this conversation sort of with my 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 wife's uh, sister. Uh, fruits, fruits, they do have ox- antioxidants, nice positive things about it. However, sugar is sugar, you know. So it will it will uh, you know temper uh, your intake, you know. Mm-hmm. But you will be the one to say how much you're going to get, you know. Yeah. So so I got to assume at your house, you and Susan try not to have like. Cheez-Its or potato chips or corn chips or any of those delicious things that if you're around. You remember that night I broke out the wheat? Well, you know, those things, they, they find out that these, these, these food companies have made it to the point where when you eat that stuff, it makes you hungry. It satisfies, it satisfies no desire. You're going to be hungry after oh, you eat that stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, chips are one of my big enemies too. Again, I, I never met a potato I don't like, and yeah, you know, I, I love them. I can eat a little bit of potato chips freaking every day of my life and probably not complain about it. <laughs> but they gotta go. Fat ass daddy can't be fat ass anymore. I can't keep up with the kids. <laughs> well, the, the, that stuff is all addicting. You, when you're done with them, you want more. It, it doesn't satisfy any. It doesn't satisfy the hunger. It's empty calories. Well, interesting. Interesting. I mean, Americans, you think it's just a, it's probably a little bit of everything. Because, you know, we we have a collective 
weight and health problem in the country. We really yep, do. Yeah, we do. And yep. you know, I'd even I'd even go so far, just being honest with how my own body feels sometimes, that it's even one of the contributing factors of why I think that our intelligence level as a country is pretty low on average too. And I say that in the spirit of what we started the conversation about being hungry for science and understanding the perspectives and like staying hungry, you know, like spending your night instead of watching The Voice, you maybe are seeking out a PBS documentary or something like that. Like, I think that that has something to do with people's diet and health as well, because I think that people are just completely wrung out and exhausted all the time and like, and just fried. So they don't, yeah. they don't have, they don't have, I mean, I don't know. In your experience, have you, have you noticed like, the, the correlation between how healthy somebody is and how desirous they are of like seeking out knowledge and just staying hungry in general as a human? I mean, I don't know. I just, like, there's, like, there's something there. There seems to be a, 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 with what we're eating, there seems to be a pandemic or, or epidemic on, on Alzheimer's and other things that are causing cognitive d- decay, you know. And so that it has to be associated with activity and what they're eating, people are eating. So, yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, I, I definitely notice that I, I try to keep it between the lines is how I describe it most of the time. I'm not a great eater. Like, I mean, we, we both saw an extreme example of somebody who really was pretty disciplined with their eating, and that was Tom, right? I mean, Tom was yeah. an absolute fucking maniac, and he had zero body fat, and he was a monstrosity. I mean, he was monstrosity. Yeah. He was just a massive human being, right? He was. Right. He's so fit. When I just look at him and just be, I feel like Jesus. I'm, what the hell's wrong with me? Why do I not have this kind of discipline? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, I, I don't think I'm going down that path of it. I just don't. Yeah. He was motivated for different reasons, right? He was always training for the next thing, and and I don't know what what he's uh, training for now so much. But I know back yeah. then in the railroad years, he was always more or less staying ready for the next battle, you know, in, in the Right. Room. Yep. Um, there was. Me, for me, what I've noticed is, like, if I get out of my swimming lanes, if I get out of my, you know, my more or less my kind of routine, like I go too much on some chips or um, I, I wolf down too much greasy pizza or something like that, I feel like shit. It does slow me down. And, oh, and yeah. I, I, but I still fucking do it sometimes. I mean, I still do it for whatever dumb reason. But yeah. So, so I think there's an interesting correlation there. Like it, it does. It slows your mental powers down. It slows you down. It makes you more sluggish. A little more like you want to nap and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. You know, I don't. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, so it is a big deal. It's a big deal that I don't need you know the government to come impose on me. But at the same right. time, uh, uh, waking us all up to like, man, this is maybe a little. I should probably take this a, a little more serious for a lot of reasons, not just. Um, you know, how you look in the mirror. It's actually much more about how you feel in the mind. Right. That's true. Yeah. Well, interesting. So, um, just kind of looking ahead, uh, you got the other star plans on the, on the map? I mean, are you guys going to try to do it again, new, new moon, or do you think you're done for the season? No, I'm, uh, I have, uh, I just ordered, uh, from Amazon some electric socks, you know, rechargeable electric socks. So I do plan on going up in October, but I'm not so sure, you know, with the weather and everything, what the dates will be. And I also got an invite from a guy who lives, uh, up in, uh, upstate New York. He bought, he, he built a 
uh, second home up there, and he's invited me to come up there. Um, oh. So I said, well, I gave him the dates of the next new moon, and uh, he said, well, he'll let me know. But I, I, I'm hoping to get another, you know, one more, one more trip up uh, yep. either there or up in upstate New York. The, his place is someplace called Osceola, New York, or something like that, up that way. I'll have to look. I'm not familiar exactly with that town, but I wonder if it's, it's uh, like three. Family. It's supposed to. It's like three and a half hours from where I'm at. So it's about the same length of drive that it is to go to Cherry Springs. So I, I, I but I guess got to stay on 81 and just go north of, uh, up toward, but not as far as Watertown, but somewhere up there, maybe Palasta or something like that. You know, and, and it's in, it's in the, uh, it's, uh, he says he's got pretty dark skies up there. So. So it's between like Binghamton and Syracuse off 81 in that, in that region, you think? No, like it's north of Syracuse, but like not, but not as far as Watertown, but like maybe a third of the way up toward Watertown. And then, okay, and, so he's and, probably about an hour from here, then give or take hour and a half from Rochester. It sounds like he's over. Yeah, there. I, you may want to Google. You might want to do. You might want to Google OCO in New York. But he gave me yeah. some coordinates. I said, "What's your address?" He didn't. He said, "I don't have an address up there." I said, "Okay." He doesn't get mail up there, but it's somewhere in. OCO in New York, so interesting. I, yeah, because I, because it is there are some dark skies because I've got some guys I worked with at Awesome that uh, they do camps for for snowmobiling and it's um, yeah. What Pogues? Po, uh, no, uh, shit. I can't remember the name of, it, but it's over near Watertown, and you get to okay. near Fort Drum and that area near Fort Drum and right, it's like mega snow area, like massive, massive yeah. snow. Right. The snow yeah, belt. It's right there. Yeah, that is, it's, I think it's one of the most, uh, heavily snowed areas in the country because of the yep, it, I think so. Yep, you're right. Very cool. Well, yeah, um, I'll tell you what, a after we, we get off this call, I I'm gonna, I'm putting together a video with Jacob on, uh, the nuclear power plant here and, okay. and um, it's going to incorporate some of that uranium one I was talking about, but I'll, I'll send you the links for those and see what you think. If you've got time to check them out, uh, okay. get a free free trial at the PBS. And maybe we, 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 that, that Planet series will provide some serious fodder for a future uh, podcast. Okay, it, sounds good. Um, there's a couple people in it, by the way, Manny, that I want to meet. This one lady, I cannot remember her name right now, but I'll look it up when I, I'm going to park at the train platform here in a minute with the kids. And I'll look up her name. She was wicked impressive, man. She was on, on all those Saturn probes. She was one of the um, project people. I don't know what her title was exactly, but she okay. was so well spoken and calm. And I, I loved her spirit of it, the whole thing. I kind of want to know that lady now. Uh, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, man. If you think of anything else, then we'll turn around and do a, do another one because I think it's great that we talked about it. Okay. And my antenna parked up about the diet and the. Jacob, you've been listening to it a little bit while we're talking? He's okay. His head. <laughs> All right. All right. Very good. We'll stay in yeah, contact. Man. Okay. Yeah, Take care. Love you, man. Have a great day, bro. All right. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Good